I know. I told you, sometimes you have to make it bigger just to see it. I know. It's true. <laughs> what? But yeah, no, I'm actually very excited for this one. So I'm not. Who chose this shit movie? <laughs> it was me. <laughs> well, it's interesting. And that's the thing. It's like, so we were going to do this one. It was between this one and The Next Generation, which I love both. I love The Next Generation. I'm like the only person on the planet who does. Well, besides Doug. Oh, yeah. But Doug loves everything, so I can't, you know. That's true. I like The Next Generation. I actually saw The Next Generation before I saw the original one. Me too. Well, it was just the VHS that I had access to. I guess I saw it for sale somewhere, and then I bought it. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the VHS for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation. It was for rent at the Price Chopper. But Lance, you would have been like, what? 25 30 at this time oh, wow. and there i was a mere comes. child <laughs> a mere child i was a mere Just child watching. a mere spring of a girl mm. <laughs> so i didn't know i saw the i saw the cute little lipstick and the barky chainsaw like lipstick mm. cover yeah. that was amazing mm. How fucking hot is that cover? It's a good cover. The back's cool, mm. too. If you remember the back, it has Leatherface and full uh, drag queen full garb, drag. like hunched over with the chainsaw with ferocious perm, mm-hmm. looking like Wonder Woman and, and Hercules combined. <laughs> but now they have this stupid cover where it's just Renee Zellweger's face like and Matthew, whatever <laughs> his name is, like, so I want the old one back. I think with, with that one... Now, when they try to sell that film, they're like, oh, Renee Zellweger and Matt McConaughey are in this movie. Yay. My thing is, is while Matt McConaughey is such a good psychopath, he's amazing in this movie. Renee Zellweger, she's fine. I mean. He's actually from Texas. (laughs) He is. But why is she even Oscar worthy? I don't know, because I don't think she's that great. So anyways, that's my opinion about her. But Another small blonde girl you hate. Well, according to age, she wasn't small in the first one. Well, that's true. <laughs> she was she was good. She was good in the TCM part four. I loved it. Like I love that movie. And facts like, you know, Matt McConaughey is like every guy I ever dated. So of course I love the movie. But anyways, we're not talking about that. So are we ready, ladies? Are we ready to go? Mm-hmm. I guess. Lance, are you ready? Jeez. I don't know. Yeah. I'm drinking now. And I think I was so. late, so Lance could just join us. Yeah, he's like, I just strolled in. Yeah, your virility. (laughs) All right, so. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite or old favorite horror media. My name is Aid, and with me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, my boo-boo Mikey. Hi. And Lance. <laughs> Hello. You weren't here last time, Lance, but she said, <laughs> your favorite podcast about your favorite horror mediums. Oh, no, that was me. And what did I say? What did I say after that? And what? larges because of aid. <laughs> uh, it was funny. It was a fat joke. But ladies, say hello to the and Goons from Beyond. <laughs> Hi, MGBs. Hey, you know me. 
Oh, hello, hello. Do any goons? Okay. So we are on our week three of a dismembered. No, week two. This is week two. Week two. Sorry, we're recording out of order, everybody. So excuse oh. me for my my ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. But we are on week two of our November to dismember, and we actually decided, like Mikey and I, had a moment. We had a moment last episode, did we not? Mm, yeah. Moment? We had a moment, and we mm. were talking about the fact. It was that during the wrong turn. The wrong turn episode. Yes. That we oh. love, how much we love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot, which was also from 2003. And we're like, why are we talking about that movie? Why yeah. are we not, why are we not showcasing this brilliant film? And honestly, it really is. It is such a beautifully shot. This is, yeah. for, and, and by the way, this is Marcus Nesfeld's debut film that he actually directed. And yeah. this, oh, wow fucking movie is amazing and i just i don't think anybody gives it enough like i i i feel like it might have gotten shit because it is a tcm or texas chainsaw massacre remake but it is not really a remake it's a reboot and Mm. it's not competing with the first one so for every everybody who has any kind of bullshit like whatever against any kind of remake this is not the one to have it against (laughs) And this was right before the remake craze. Like this is before they went remake everything. Like yeah. I think this may so I mean obviously there was remakes before, but I think this is the main one that started it off in the early two thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because Marcus Nesbell actually went on to not only did he direct this film, but he also did the Friday the thirteenth remake. There are similarities with this and wrong turn I was noticing. Probably because yeah. we, I saw them so close together for the show. But just like the look. Now, this movie is superior. I think this is actually the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film with the most artistic cinematography. But I don't mean that in like an A24 artistic. I just mean like it's beautiful. It's, yeah. you can tell it's thought out. The panning, the, you know, I mean, the original one had its moments, but the quality was kind of lower, you know, but obviously yeah. we have that famous scene where they're zooming in and out at the same time where Pam, is that her name? Pam's walking to the house. And so I, one of the things that really stuck out in this one was just the cinematography of it all. So the cinematographer was Daniel Pearl. He's also known for Aliens versus Predator, the Friday the 13th remake. Wow. And actually the Marcus Nispel also directed the Friday the 13th remake. So they're known for taking these films and actually breathing new life into them. Yeah, because I think the Friday the 13th remake is also very good as well. But he also did Mom and Dad. I loved Mom and Dad, you know, with Nicolas Nicolas Cage and Selma Selma Blair. Blair. So good. No, Sama Blair. I know. Bless her heart with her MS. Yeah. Bless her mm-hmm. heart. She's doing great, though. She seems like she's doing, she's got her cane, she's got her hair cut, she's ready to date. I was straight, like, good for her. Like, I, I hate seeing her this way because I think, like, we grew up with her. Like, she's part of our childhood, especially yeah. if we watch Cruel Intentions and Legally Blonde and, like, to see her like that. It's just so sad. So I'm so glad she's doing it. Well, her and Chris. Her and Christina Applegate. I don't Christina know if Christina Applegate. Applegate. I don't know what she has, but she has a condition also that makes she her. She has MS as well. Yeah, the same thing. And they're really? both in the sweetest thing. That's I a great know. movie too. 
and they're both they're both just like you know girls of our early childhood and teenage years so he the cinematographer actually so followed marcus nespel and all of these things and this was his first directorial debut and so he didn't want to do this film so if we go back to the trivia he didn't want anything to do with this he didn't want to touch text chainsaw massacre like who the fuck would like if you're coming down to like the heels of horror do you really think the, the movie you're going to remake? That's like that's like David Gordon Green saying, I'm going to remake The Exorcist. Yeah. I mean, that's a big mountain to climb. I mean, if you think about that as a director, and especially somebody who obviously loves film the way he's so good at the way he had the shots and everything like that. You know what I mean? Like, like I think he had almost come at it at a different angle because, he, you know, you know you're, you're going against quote unquote most people's perfection of a horror movie well i mean I, you know what i'm saying like i mean like you know how it is it's like if it's your first movie you're never gonna say it's the worst you know regardless i actually think if it was my first foray in horror and they were t- tasking me with doing a remake i think the texas chainsaw massacre is the perfect thing to remake because keep in mind this was before the remake craze so we're not we don't <laughs> already have the hatred for remakes that the ones now do but right. also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the 70s is so simple. And like I mentioned last time, it seems kind of like a documentary that goes on too long. Yeah. And so, and I think he did what, I mean, I'm not a director, but you know, what I imagine I would have liked to have done is like use all the elements that work in the original one, but add, update it and add my own flair, even though it takes place in the same year, but yeah. it's it's not exactly the same. You know, we have you know, even the victims kind of change. You know, we have Pam with the hook, but now we have some guy with the hook. I forgot his name. Oh, the the, the blonde hair dude. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> yeah, it was... Andy. Yeah, Andy. And, you know, and the hitchhiker's different, dramatically different. The whole scene is different. I mean, he may not have wanted to do it anyways, just because I can imagine being like, I want to make movies, but I want to make, make my own movie. And yeah. Like, no, you're going to make this movie from 30 years ago. <laughs> he decided initially that the idea to make a film was last me, but to his longtime director of photography, Daniel Pearl, who, you know, does cinematography, but shot the original film, encouraged Nisbell to join the project. So the original, like, director of photography, DP of the old one, told him like you should just do this movie like it'd be great and you know and initially they were actually going to have Toby Hooper and Kim Henkel rewrite this script and they did there is a script from them to to do the remake but that got wow. put away because I think part of it was like we're not trying to compete with the old one let's just try and do what we do with this one and see what happens and I thought that was a beautiful thing because if you look at that, the early announcements on site indicated that the story would be told in flashbacks from Sally's character, Sally Hardesty, who plays, you know, the, the original final girl in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was supposed to be told in flashbacks from her. Mm. And I could see where that would be great. But also, why do we need that? Yeah. I think what separates this film from the original, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. I think what makes this film so beautiful is that it takes elements from the initial and it also darkens it up a little bit. There are comedic elements in this film. There are funny parts. Are they funny in the way that the old one was? I don't know, because the old one wasn't really as comedic as part two. So we get into all of that like horror comedy bullshit you know with all of that but 
this one, I think, sort of takes on Leatherface and the family and just puts a spin on it where a new generation can actually be scared of them. Because if you look at the 1973 original, like everybody was scared of this movie. Everybody was yeah. horrified about this movie. I remember my uncle, my uncle who loves horror, like he got me into horror. He would always talk about, oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Everybody was like obsessed with that. And Lance, you were alive when that happened. So, you know. I was waiting for it. <laughs> so my thing is, is like, I'm like, okay. Like it is, it's a very horrifying movie. It is disgusting. You watch the first one. It is relentless in its depiction of disgusting people, right? Like it's so bad. Like it, but like Mikey said, it the way that it plays, it feels like a documentary. It is scary, but it's not like this one, like this, the reboot has so much atmosphere. Not only does it rely on atmosphere, and the sad thing is it was actually going to be way, way more gorier than what we got. And it was going to get an NC-17 rating. So they had to cut all of the, the scenes of the murders of different characters, specifically mm. Morgan's. Like what Morgan was supposed to be, and this is funny that I'm reading this because I'm like, that's terrifier. Morgan oh, was yeah. being sawed up his crotch with his guts spilling out and everything, and they were supposed to show it. Yeah. Never happened. That's so actually sure. what I was thinking when that, because I didn't remember how he died. Um, and so when I was watching it and he was sawing him up, I was like, oh, look, like Terrifier did. <laughs> <laughs> they were, were going to show it and I've seen that movie so many times because even as a kid and I say when I was a kid so this movie came out 20 years ago so I'm glad that we're doing it it's actually it's 20 year anniversary oh how cute I was about I was 15 when this movie came out I'll never forget and I was forgot how Morgan died like we know mm -hmm. that she found him she finds him we know that he was he was hanging on the meat, meat hook at some point because we see the big hole in his back yeah. She gets him up, she gets him out of the tub and she's taking him everywhere and then he dies somehow and she's whatever. But like, how does he die, right? And I watched this movie so many fucking times as a kid. I, why I did, I don't know. Because this film was emotionally draining. Like if you watch this, they take so much care to put thought into all of these characters that when they do die, you are upset. Like you, this is not, this is not a typical slasher where like, oh, somebody dies, you're like, yay! Like, I don't think that. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I don't think that this is what this movie did. No, I don't think it did either. I think actually, if I remember correctly, when I was in the theater, when I first saw it, I got a little like misty eyed when Aaron has to kill Andy. Yeah. That was pretty. Incredibly gruesome and sad. And the way she's crying and screaming. And I just... Every time I think of that scene, like you can't get that out of your mind. And I think that, that that's what's so beautiful about this film is that as a reboot, I don't know any of the reboot besides maybe the Hills of Eyes reboot that does the same thing where it really gets you. Yeah. So my uncle is crazy. Then we love him. Uncle Kenny, I love you. If you listen to this, I love you. He'd always talk about, he's like, oh, you saw the remake. Did they pick up that weird hitchhiker? And I'm like, yeah, they picked up a hitchhiker because I never saw <laughs> the original one. I saw the next generation. I at that yeah. point I hadn't seen the old one because you know it wasn't like you could just stream these things. So you had to go out your, your way and rent these things. There'd be one copy at the video store back in the day. So big ups to Blockbuster. Very hard to access these things, right? And so as I go to the pick up, yeah, 
they picked up this chick and she fucking blew her fucking brains out like oh my god and i was just i i never seen anything like that before was that cgi for that part because that, that was a pretty brutal amazing scene that was another one that was cut down the the, the whole scene was supposed to be longer and it was oh, to wow. blow her ear off blow out more parts of her brain there was more practical effects with it but again to avoid the nc-17 rating they cut it down is there an nc-17 version of this movie like with all those scenes in them because that would be amazing i have the dvd from back in the day and it doesn't have any of the deleted scenes so i would no? love to oh, see that yeah. that would be great they, there were so many things that were cut from this film that would have yeah. been like a director's yeah. cut would be pretty sick especially if all those parts are put in it it's, it's a shame because I think that to its detriment, because it came out at that time, mm. we couldn't have those scenes. And like all of those scenes are prevalent in any Terrifier that you watch now, right? So. Oh, but Terrifier just, Terrifier just lost its uh, Hollywood funding because they refused to tone it down. So I don't Good think this director, this director would be the, would be in the same boat. Um, but. Just get a Kickstarter. Fuck it. Let the fans get what they want. Oh, he's <laughs> fine. I'm sure he's going to figure out somehow. Yeah. Um, Taylor's response um, to me. We got to get Damien on the show. Friend of the podcast, yeah. Damien Liam. Come Hi, Damien. <laughs> um, the real one. <laughs> um, but the thing about this remake or reboot is that it did what everyone thought the first one did, but didn't. And that was basically to be gross. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody always has that feeling, oh, I remember whenever this happened, or I remember whenever they jabbed him on the meat hook or they sliced open uh what was the annoying brother's name? Barry, I don't know. Um, Shelly's stomach. It was Shelly, right? Sheldon, yeah. Sheldon, I don't know, something. Um, but it we it didn't really <laughs> so it didn't was really it show Sheldon? it. I thought it was Shelly. No, that's from Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, part. no, that's a different one. No, it's Franklin. Franklin, there you go. Another <laughs> curly, close. another curly haired out. They look similar, but it ages well in that it's still gross and effective. Yeah. You know, and they, they don't just show body parts fly, flying off. They also show pain, like when they throw the salt on the guy's stump. Yeah, that was really good. And also, I didn't, back when I saw this originally in high school, which, by the way, I remember... I don't, this is super weird. There is like this like super like alt guy in high school that was like too cool for school or whatever. And we were just talking and it was like study hall. Turns out he liked horror movies and so did I, like the unlikely pair. And I was like, well, you want to go watch it this weekend? He's like, sure. The one and only time I ever hung out with this guy was to go watch this movie. And I was like, look, I'm with this really hot, like alt guy that I'll never talk to again. Anyways, <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but <laughs> sorry, it, that aged, <laughs> it aged well. And sorry, I just got drawn, lost in La La Land. Um, thinking about that old guy. <laughs> yeah, hi, hi, Jay, if you're listening. I too saw it with my ex boyfriend in high school, James. Oh, I nice. know. Same one. Maybe it was. Oh. No, he was the redneck with an '82 Chevy who I lost my virginity to, but we're not going to talk about well, that. Well, that sounds like a country song in the making. But I have another <laughs> personal <laughs> trivia that's funny. Um, this the commercial for this movie was really good. Also, I don't know if y'all remember it, but it was oh, very so good. It was very cheesy. Like it didn't really show you much, but at the very oh, actually no, the very first commercial that came out was it was just a blank screen. 
and you hear a door slam open while everything's dark and you hear like Jessica Biel's boots running through the house and you hear her kind of like breathing hard. And... Oh, the one with the screaming? The one? Yeah. So yeah. basically at the at the end, after he kills uh, the one that I keep thinking is Aaron Tyler and it's not Aaron Tyler. Anyways, after he kills that person and she hides and she closes the closet and she's waiting and he's looking for her, but then he starts um, sawing into the door or whatever. Yeah. It's that, but it's all black, so you can't see anything. You just hear her breathing, and you hear the saw revving, and then you hear it breaking through the door, and you hear her screaming. So I was like, oh, I was bored. I was, what, 20 years ago? I don't know, 16. Um, so I was, you know, thought I was hot shit, and I had that as my voicemail on my cell phone, because I didn't have anybody important to call me. Um, <laughs> so my voicemail was hearing Jessica Biel screaming and breathing heavy and then hearing a chainsaw and hearing her scream louder did you wait so, for it so you could record it on TV, like wait for the commercial probably i don't know i also used to do it to uh back on the the radio days you know the boombox days where you would yeah. request your favorite song <laughs> you wait um, for it <laughs> yeah so um the funny well it wasn't funny back then but so uh my dearly uh departed grandmother lover to death um, she already see where this is going this is she so called me one day <laughs> and i didn't answer oh <laughs> your poor grandmother and so she uh calls oh. my mom freaking out mom's like what's going on so my grandma um who you know even when I was 16 she was already older and so so I think my grandma forgot she was calling me and thought she was calling my aunt so when she oh. heard the screaming she thought like it was my a female. aunt yeah she thought it was my <laughs> aunt so she calls my mom freaking out and like they have this whole well, meanwhile I'm just like in school or something um, <laughs> so Money your I, own business That's yeah <laughs> so I had to change my ringtone after that but you know <laughs> So, oh well, and, and that's the thing. I think, especially Mikey, you and I have a lot of nostalgia with this movie. Like it's, mm -hmm. I remember going. It was the theater. So Lance, you know, um, remember that movie theater they used to have next to the Fashion Square Mall. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't in the mall, but it was like to the right. And it was like, an oh, yeah. Big, yeah, what was it like AMC or something? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the day. Yeah. And um, I went to that theater and I remember I was pissed off because all of these people came in reeking of weed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those hooligans. And I can't I just, believe it. This like, is how you end up in a ditch. <laughs> I don't care if people smoke. Like, I am not going to judge you. What I judge is when you stink. Mm -hmm. Like, don't stink. Like, it's like the same. I think I equivalent, I equivalent to that, equivocate that to the, like, if you smell like cigarettes, equivocate, whatever. It's the same bullshit. <laughs> if you fucking stink like cigarettes, you're fucking dirty. Like, gross. Ew. So I just, I same thing with weed. And so there's just reeked of weed. And here I am watching this movie, scared, like screaming the whole time. And they came in like halfway through the movie. And they sat, there was nobody in the movie theater. They sat right in front of us. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Sorry, mm -hmm. I don't know that one. Look at even Alexa. <laughs> yeah, Alexa don't know her either. What up? Yeah. So mad. Um, and so it was just like, it was this whole thing. But I remember like just this one just got to me and yeah. I, I never looked back like I, 
like a beautiful remake honestly like it, it's not even a remake it's a reboot i would say all the characters are amazing we have people and, and like if we look at the just the trivia alone so they started filming this and the the concept came in 2001 then in 2002 like um marcus nisbell finally decided that he was going to do it and then we had early announcements they were going to do something with sally hardesty like everybody's freaking out and then um at some point the actor who played leatherface he went out of his way to find Michael Bay at a Christmas party to ask him if he could be Leatherface. And they were like, no, we have a Leatherface. And then the guy who's going to play Leatherface got hurt because he lied about his former injuries and they fired him. Mm. <laughs> his well, former injuries. <laughs> I found out something. I found oh, no, out okay. something interesting um, that actually ties the remake and the beginning together. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, not the beginning of this one. And yeah. that's that they have the same Leatherface. So is it a sequel? Mm. Um, but no, Leatherface. The, the, the beginning is the prequel. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, they use the same actor. So, but is the beginning a prequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre or 2003 or both? No, I think it's 2003 because so with this one, we're talking about the Hewitt family. So it's the Hewitt family and the original mm. is the Sawyer family. I knew Jennifer so, Love was crazy. So if you if you read <laughs> if you read um, Last Call, a toxic love story written by one Adrian Santiago, what? which I have, which I have, which I have. Je Jesse's mm -hmm. last name is Sawyer, which is an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and mm -hmm. he's from Texas. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder who he's and, based off of. Hmm. And toxic. What? Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, How could this be? <laughs> any of you read this story, but I'm just saying. Um, but like, I think this, this is like the most like endearing thing. Like, Texas is on mascara. Like, I have my little baby Leatherface. Like, who doesn't love Leatherface? Mm. Who doesn't love him? I think he's very endearing. Same uh, question, though. Sure. I, 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 for you guys, you both have seen the original though now, right? Yes. Yes. What what part do you think it really like was redone that they like kind of homaged in the reboot? Uh, running through the like, linens, yeah, and the hook, of course, yeah, and I think when they kill the boyfriend and then they slam the door, that's the first one. Yeah, the, but the what I what I also like is that they still hit him on the head, but it's not the they didn't try to remake what they what they did because that door hitting on the head from the original scene is iconic. Like you can't get the same effect. No, so, it was like a beep beep in the old one. Like it was <laughs> the sound, and it was it, so fast too. Yeah, uh, it's like immediate. But, I don't this remember. This one was way more dramatic when they killed Kemper. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember if the original one did this, but I felt that this one has the creepiest scene of when she realizes he's wearing her boyfriend's face. Oh, the face. That was yeah. so, that was heartbreaking to me. And, and it was and so scary because they this movie uses Leatherface's eyes a lot, which I don't remember any of the other ones doing. Yeah, um, no, it really does, actually. Yeah, and I liked it. It's not like Michael Myers where you're like, that doesn't work. Stop doing it. But with Leatherface, it works. It does. And the thing is with Leatherface is that when you're looking at the old films or any of the other the ones that came before the, this one, Leatherface is sort of he's not a victim. Like he he's like the 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 muscle. 
He yeah. goes and gets everybody, right? I think, and but I also think he's sort of a victim because they 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 abuse he's him. All, they're, they're, he's almost the ultimate victim if you really think about it. Because they abuse him, yeah. Since he's a child, I mean, that's kind of like you're like I mean, you, when you see that other little kid in mm-hmm. in the picture, you know what I'm saying? That's basically just a small version of probably Leatherface. You know what I mean? Like they're probably just he's the next one to you know become Leatherface yeah. if you think about that. But he's slow, right? So they think that he's yeah. the fact that he's big. They know that they can use him for this. But I don't ever think like when you're watching any of the other Chainsaw Maskers, the Leatherface is necessarily the villain. I never look at him that way because I think that he is also a victim in the family and he's just being abused and used. Whereas this one, I feel like Leatherface is more of a, like, he was hurt, he's been made fun of, but now he's using that and he has more autonomy. So I think that's what makes him more horrific in this film, because Leatherface is a completely different entity than he was before. Yeah, I I mean, they do, I mean, the one that did it the most, obviously, was Texas Chainsaw, which I liked a lot. I know people had their issues with it. But I, I really like Texas. Yeah. And I love Leatherface at the end. Like when... Oh no, you mean the one where he's the three D one? Yes. Oh, I know you like that one. That one's fine. Not the not the Netflix <laughs> one. Not the Netflix <laughs> one. I mean the Netflix, Netflix one. The Netflix one is good. When they sawed her stupid head off at the end, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I like the Netflix one, but you know, I'm thinking about the ones that did something a little different. Mm. And not only did they have a black eye, thanks, Trey Songs, but they um <laughs> But they also, you know, basically went straight for the, hey, I mean, the last line is really stupid. I hate that. Get him because like, no, ma'am. Yeah, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. They didn't even have enough money to let her show her boobs because I know she's shown them before. And they put that tape right here <laughs> when her shirt, and she's all, ah! but like, it's a, they're not, they're not fake. How dare you? Oh, they are uh, so fake. Oh my oh, God. Have you seen that? Have you seen True Detective? That's just called being young, Aid. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just Woo. saying, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. But yes, this one is, they don't. The thing about this one is usually the final girl has like redeeming qualities. She's very nice. She does something that's kind of nice for Leatherface, which also makes him kind of like not kill her right away. But in this one, they don't. And even the family kidnaps her where when she wakes up and she's on the couch with, by the way, the full metal jacket dude, forgot his name. Amazing. Oh, when he was Love like feeling her. her up when she was trying to help him. I mean, not that part, just in general. I like him in the movie. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. No, yeah. No, oh, you he, come with the, he, the sheriff? He's filling up the yeah. dead body. Yes, quite. Yeah. Who, who's played by Harley Ermey. From Full Metal Jacket, of course. We know him. Yeah, like, yes. yeah the, he's the ghost, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He knows shit ton of things. Thank you, <laughs> I just love, I love him. I, I wouldn't want to meet him in person. I'm sad that he's gone, but I oh, just... Oh, he died? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. I love every everything he does in movies. I mean, except Full Metal Jacket, because... <laughs> that was yeah. a little much but after that when he started just playing into that yeah. i was like okay well that's why the frighteners thing is kind of funny because he basically playing off that character but way yeah. funnier yeah um but he does amazing um yeah and he's sitting there in his underwear with jessica beale between his legs i was like how weird and this is like <laughs> a famous actor who's agreeing to do this whatever but 
you know, they when they kidnapped Jessica, oh, Jessica, Jessica Beale, um, <laughs> she, we've in all day somebody else calling her Jennifer Beale. Whoa, <laughs> no, ma'am, different category. At least Jessica Alba's similar categories. However, oh. um, and it's Jennifer Beals, isn't it? <laughs> so, but either Jessica. way, <laughs> no, I meant yeah, whatever. Anyways. So the family's already like, you're that kind of girl that makes fun of him. And I was like, actually, she's the nicest one. You already killed all the jerks that probably would have made fun of him. Uh, she's the one that's like with the conscious that at first it was the two girls. But mm. then once Pepper feels some sort of danger, she's like, I was nice, but I like myself more than you guys. So let's get it. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she is like legitimately the golden star final girl. Doesn't smoke weed. I mean, she lives with Kemper, so they probably have bones, so she's probably not a virgin. But other than that, you know. Well, it's not even that. I think that part of the reason, too, that she get like, they all get in trouble because at one point they realize, okay, we need to leave. And she's like, I'm not leaving without him. Like, she's not leaving without Kemper. And But she's the reason everybody ended up getting killed. She's like, legitimately. Like, she's like, we but, could have left the body here. We could have all left, but you wanted to do this. You wanted to do that. I Lance. Leave. Listen, I wouldn't leave either of you. If, yeah, if, Lance. If both That's of you were gone, up. I, I, I wouldn't leave either no, of you. No, I'm talking about the actual No, gr- no that is fucked up, Lance. That's horrible. You're horrible. That's person. fucked what? up, Lance. What? That's nice that you no would leave way. me and Mikey to die while you go run amok. Good for you. I- a muck, a muck, a muck. I hope you're proud. I hope you're proud. You're a proud boy. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew uh, it. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> well, because even even though like they don't really know what kind of danger they're in, they're just they think it's weird. And no, but I, at that point, that's when they found the teeth. Yeah, but when Pepper found the teeth, that was when we're we're done. I have my wisdom teeth in a bag in my bathroom. They I would have left when they saw that kid. They found pictures of the girl who shot herself. And by the way, love her. Um, that's the detective from uh, what is it, Lucifer? So she was in that movie. Stop! Is it really? That's her. Yeah. That's awesome. And and of course she's in Hostel Part Two. And I'm just like, what I'm watching because <laughs> I love Lucifer. I love Lucifer, yeah. and I was like late to the game. So when I started watching it, I'm like, "Is that the bitch who shot herself in the face?" Wow, <laughs> she looks different without a hole in her head. Yeah, like, right. Wait, so, I was like, "Oh, first of all, like I knew she was from Hostel too." I'm like, "Oh my god," because she looks she looks different in everything she does. And by the way, she has very good fillers. So whoever's doing her fillers, please call me. Um, but anyway, I am. Yeah. Oh, did you she recognize? You probably don't like this movie as much as I did. I don't think anybody likes this movie as much as I did, which I don't love it. But Pepper is from Blair Witch 2. She's the oh, the, wow. the Wiccan. I yeah. Know, yes. That's but so I true. love that because I love you early 2000s bullshit. You know me. So yeah. I was totally about that movie. I love Blair Witch 2. We should do that someday. Yeah, make Blair sure, uh, make sure Jason's down. on it. Make sure... Um, Lance will probably hate it. Make sure he's on it. Just pay back <laughs> for all this stuff that. Well, uh, all of these problems with Jessica Biel. I'm like, excuse me, sir. You do not oh my talk God. about Jessica Biel. She my was cousin. really bad in this. How dare you? Excuse me? Lance. Yeah. She was kind of bad. I'm not going to lie. That scene where she's screaming after the girl shoots her head. She's like, no. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? I know you were on Seventh Heaven. You didn't have to really try to act, but you know. <laughs> 
hmm. a little better at screaming. A little better at screaming. We seem to be discovering a lot about other people recently here on this. Episode. I know. That's what I was saying. I was saying the same thing. I'm like, hmm. I just thought it was oh. funny how like the sheerness of her shirt deteriorated throughout the film. <laughs> I mean, were you really shocked by that? And yeah, because it's Jessica Biel. And to like until the very end where I'm like, was she wearing a bra earlier? Because I don't think she's no. wearing one now. No, no, she wasn't. You know the best part about this is he picked the perfect actress. Yeah. yeah. That girl's body, let me tell you, she's a freaking fucking nature. How she's fucking like amazing is her girl. body? She really is. That director must have been like, dude, this is going to be easy. She's from Seventh Heaven. She wants to prove everybody that she doesn't give a shit. She's not as nice as that movie. She's willing to probably do anything I want her to do. Her boobs sit up without a cord. She's got a great ass. She's probably like 27 in this movie. Oh, no. She was like in her early 20s. No, she was in her early 20s. How old is Jessica Biel? Let's look around. She was young. Because she, I don't know, but and you know they, what? She made all of us want to be lesbian after we saw this movie. I can, I kid you not, 1982. So she's dance age. She, I'm still, Mikey's I'm still like, fine staying away from the sushi 40 bar. 40 years old, yeah. Mikey's like, dick stills good. Yeah, all of us were after, after we watched the movie, we went back to school the next day. And we're like, Jessica Beale's body. And I go, I, I thought she was amazing. I loved, I loved her. Like, Everything she felt, especially after killing Andy. Yeah, Lance. I can't believe you can sit there and say that after you saw her kill Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, it was... Uh, Lance, this... Lance was like 40 when this movie came out. So oh, my yeah. God. Knows, his, like, mental, his mental state was completely somewhere else. He was worried about the quiche he left in the oven or something. Quiche? <laughs> uh, really? We were young. We were young children when this movie Yeah, he was trying to remember how long the green jello's been in his freezer. But... Um, <laughs> But I did notice when they oh, were all screaming that shot of going to the girl's head, Jessica Biel could have done another take of that. But there is what, what <laughs> made you. me kind of internally chuckle was that, you know, she is wearing a bra in the beginning because she's walking and I look at boobs. I'm fine. And like the amount of time she's been running, like I have sisters and like my family, the women are all pretty busty. Usually when you're walking around without a bra, which is usually around bedtime or when you wake up you, whether they're uh, up straight or down low they jiggle like nobody's business mm. and so that wasn't Mikey, really happening i would like to thank you for your education of bibs to the woman on the podcast thank you i appreciate it well i just that. want to tell you about you know breasts of a different class but um <laughs> but when she's walking towards the house you can see the bra line in the back um mm. and so you know she falls in the mud she gets a little muddy and then she falls in the water she's wet and then they throw her in the freezer and wonder what's going to happen in there and then like <laughs> at the end she's standing up and it's when she's in like the the slaughterhouse and she's like <sighs> and i'm like where'd her bra go <laughs> <laughs> well i don't i don't necessarily think that they were really sexualizing any of the women in this film no, I don't. I just think it was funny. I, mean, <laughs> I would have done it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, Mikey just ran through the gambit of what women do with their boobs: mud, water, mm-hmm. and frozen. Yeah, <laughs> like like they literally put her through the gambit of what you would put a woman through with boobs that have no. Boobs. It's what a, what a straight man would put a woman through her boobs. Thank you, sir. I just I just I just like. <laughs> 
I want to see the script and the line that says, like, this is where we take your bra off, but put the shirt back on. <laughs> it probably is. That's what you should put in Noelia. This oh is where God. this Yahara takes her bra off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Doug to go, okay. Step back. I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Doug's like, I know. Like, no, we should have more of that. So I just wanted to mention the fact that Marcus Nespal, who did who directed the film, not only did he direct that, but he also did the remake of Frankenstein from 2004. He did Pathfinder, Friday the 13th from 2009. So he's well-versed in of these which remakes. Which Frankenstein? Oh, yeah, I was confused. What Frankenstein is that? The 2004, which is not the Kenneth Branagh one. So I don't know what the hell that one was. But Conan the Exeter. And he also did plenty of music videos. Do we want to hear the stars of the music oh videos he did? Sure. Yes. We've got... And the Spirit of Christmas, Mariah Carey. Of course. CNC Music Factory, music videos, LL Cool J, Faith No More, All for One, Bette Midler, oh. Billy Joel, Elton John, No Doubt, Lil' Kim, Spice Girls, Bush, Janet Jackson, among others. Like, this motherfucker was all over the place. So, huh. you know, always be my baby. And then we're going to slice somebody's tits off and chance on Oscar. I love it. It's great. Mm. Hey. Sounds like fun. Yeah. The screenplay writer, Scott Kozar, he also wrote the screenplay for The Machinist, which I got a to movie. a certain point of that movie and I stopped watching it. Oh, really? That's a, such a good movie. That's I can see why you'd stop. It's rough. You know, he did that movie right before Batman. So he went from that skinny to like He was muscular. disgusting, but it That's wasn't even insane. that. Yeah. When I got to that one part where I knew what he was going to do, I, I, I'm done. I'm over this. <laughs> but what's he going to do? I've never seen it. You've never seen The Machinist? No. That does he not look that, like anything I'd watch. He got that girl home and he was going to do something to her, right? And I didn't watch the rest of it. I don't want to know. And he looked terrible. First of all, Christian Bale, stop looking like shit in your fucking movies. Because when he was, what was that fat politician? Oh, uh, come on. What He's like that, an actor's was, actor. That's a real good actor. What was it? It was now for. It was uh, Dan, when was he was gaudy. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Fuck that. Anyways, he was Dick Cheney. Thanks, Dan. Um, friend of the show. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> that was amazing. Dick Cheney. <laughs> From the sidelines. Okay, I needed my assistant. So, um, anyways. Oh, and also the Amityville Horror from 2005, which I actually like that one. I love that movie. I don't give the I hate mm-hmm. Chloe Grace Moretz, but I will give her. A she's for she's too time. young. She's she's a be she's under the age of being yeah. annoying, so she's Dan fine. In that movie. Yeah, she's yeah. fine in that movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, Aiden was watching that, and she was like, "Still hate the bitch." Yeah. No, when I when I watched it, when I watched it, I was an adult. Now I hate her, but that's not the point. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't even remember it was her because I saw it again around the same time I saw this, or a couple years later. And I loved it. I think it's really creepy. And Ryan Reynolds, I'm like, oh, oh my god, uh, his oh, oh, when he's chopping the wood and I know. rain. Oh my god, I wish I was that house. Literally took those windows out. They like, yeah. they, 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 I, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, do you think that's gonna change anybody's opinion of this house? <laughs> it's like, well, it's because they wanted people to stop taking pictures of it. But also, it's <laughs> like you bought the most famous haunted house, whether it's real or fake, in America, and you're surprised people are. Yeah. Tear it down and build a new house if you're that rich because you know that that fucking house is worth millions of dollars now. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
It's on the water for Christ's sake. Like, of <laughs> My course, favorite is, for that much. I had a friend take a picture of it because after they took the windows out, they took the picture and then he just drew like on the picture <laughs> where the windows redrew the windows. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, he's like, I'm gonna beat you at your own game. <laughs> you can't fool me. It was yeah, it's like, it's the you. wrong house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. How many houses look like that on that fucking like lake? a lot? Yeah, probably a lot. I always see houses in pictures of like seaside cities, and I'm like, is that being how many people house? I know. The thing is, the whole thing is in New York. I'm like, who the fuck wants to live there? Like, come on, it snows. Anyways, so back to this one. Yes, mm. wrong yeah. turn. I mean, so, sorry, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre. So this one actually, it, it stars Jessica Biel, Jonathan Tucker, and Jonathan Tucker. We know from a many Erica Leeson as Pepper, who was from the Blair Witch Project part two. By the way, Eric Balfour, so cute. You know there's a nude of him online? God, I don't I know why, him. I just found it out recently. He's so hot. He's so fucking hot. I love him. I that love that nose. nose. Oh, the nose? Thanks. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyway. What a strong man's nose. I know. He's like he's like a man's man. Oh my God. Wow. And then wow. we we have Mike Vogel. I love Mike. First of all, I think this is probably why I watch this movie so much because Mike Vogel, when he's sweating in that like tank top and with his hair all whatever, I was so in love with him. It wasn't when he got his leg chopped off for the saw or yeah. put on the hook. Yeah, but he parts. still had two legs, if you know what I mean. I know. Oh. He was um. so hot. Oh, it was all sweat. And that was the best thing. I think the aesthetic of this film because everybody's always sweating. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking hot out. well actually you know what as someone that lives here um (laughs) there's a lot (laughs) watching this movie there's a lot of wind so i feel like this is more fall because in fall it's still hot but there's wind and like i don't know if you pay attention but their hair is always like wafting yeah and i I think that was for dramatic effect well Thank God it's not the Florida Chainsaw Massacre because everybody would be in bath salts and no, because no one would be surprised. Everyone would be like, "Yeah, (laughs) oh, the guy with the chainsaw." Which one? Yeah. (laughs) You imagine somebody chasing the same person. The guy goes, "Ooh, my bad. Is he your kill today?" I know. And then I was actually wondering. I was like, "Why is like?" who wrote this are they from texas like what motivated him because the ed gein story that this is based off isn't even in texas um and so yeah, is it in kentucky huh i thought ed was in texas no i think no. he was like in nevada or something like or arkansas or some like, he was, like oh. where was ed gein's house of a thousand corpses what is it uh it's a uh, ed gein's what like three different oh, wisconsin it's, it's uh, some, right yeah. it's, it's psycho psycho leatherface yeah, it wasn't just Ed Game, but it was it was multiple things that it was based off of. It. So, like my vagina. Well, right. mm. <laughs> <laughs> you want another Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It's real bloody. <laughs> There's no hooks involved in this one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Unless you want them. Mm. Mm. I have something to get impale. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. It's, it's Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Friday night. I'm drinking a white claw. I know. I saw that. I was like, I was like, ooh, is Mikey actually drinking? I know. And I just want my clam baked. You know what I'm saying? What? what? Smoked, <laughs> stuffed, and baked. Again, I will leave mm. you two alone in just a moment. <laughs> so. Whatever. She's the nastiest one. 
<gasps> I know, right? <laughs> the dirty things that come out of her mouth. What? I know. On the podcast, she pretends she's an angel. No, no, yeah, no. I know. They think she's all an angel until we're off the cameras not recording and all of a sudden. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was going to make it NC-17. So I just want to go through the murders really quick. Pepper's death was more graphic. So hers hers was the least graphic of them. Yeah. But originally Leatherface swipes the chainsaw down into her stomach and then um, everything comes flying out. So we're supposed yeah. to see it. But in the actual film, it's off screen. And all you see are the feathers from the vest that she was wearing flying above. And, th- and this is another thing, too. So her death and Morgan's death, they happen so quick, so you don't know what happened. Like, yeah. you know they die, but it happened so fast because they cut out all of the good gore. And I'm like, why? Why Jeff did we... Cut. Yeah, why? And, and why? And this is before we had director's cuts. Like, is this? A, it's a shame that we don't have this, because one of the things that we have um, with Morgan's death was the original version of the scene had the chainsaw slicing just like through um, in Terrifier, slicing up his crotch, and then his intestines and blood, everything falling to the floor, and of course the cut version or the version we see. It's dark. He starts to do it, but it cuts away. They kind of die as if they're in the original film. Which, <laughs> Very yeah, insinuated. It, it's it's insinuated, but the problem is, is that we had so much gore with um, Andy. Andy really gets it, right? Like Andy, yeah. and I think showing all of this gore and this this horrificness for a man is easier to see. Like if it had had it been a woman, because in the original Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, it was. What's her name? They stuck her on the meat hook. Yeah. yeah. She was stuck on me. hook. It was her. Yeah. And I find it very interesting that they kind of switched it to a man because I think it's easier to see. And bless his heart, Mike Vogel. He, a lot of people... First of all, he was so cute. But second of all, like, oh, he's screaming. Yeah. You, you watch how amazing to watch him suffer. Like, what a great acting. Like, he's like, it, it just proves so that bad. we want to see men suffer and women not so much. So. No, it's just I, easier, Lance. It's just easier. It's yeah, easier, no, no. yeah. It's easier well, to watch there's, a, there's, a, there's an innocent factor when you see women. I mean, people see a child care, you know, sometimes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like in a, in a grand spectrum, you know what I mean? You see that and you think to yourself, oh, I don't want to see this beautiful woman get hurt. You know, there's this whole genre that women can't fight, which makes it better when you see the final girl. It's <laughs> only if she's beautiful, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. And yes, at the same time. I mean, I mean yeah. that's why Pepper yeah. died and Jessica Biel didn't. <laughs> Poor Pepper. <laughs> so the, one of the things I always remember Jessica Biel bitching about when she did this, she wasn't bitching about it, but she was just talking about it. But then she said that she was blocking the, um, the chainsaw with a lunchbox. With her huge ass. Oh. <laughs> no with her hands like she had a lunchbox in her hand and she's blocking because the, the scene is it's in the van when he finally shows up yeah and her knuckles got completely graded so whatever it is oh. they were doing they all got really hurt there was a lot of like even the scene with with jonathan tucker when morgan has the gun in his mouth mm-hmm. every time they did the shot he stuck it far down he made himself throw up so that it would have more effect right yeah and like morgan and andy get the worst of it yeah like why didn't he just slap 
Kemper and then drag him down to the thing. And I think that the most impactful part about Kemper's death was that we knew that Jessica Biel, we knew that Aaron wanted her wedding ring. And yeah. it was so sad. He finds the the engagement ring yeah. fall out of his thing. I just, I mean, like you really, you genuinely care for these characters. And I think that's what the, the hardest part of watching this fucking movie is. And especially now, like, I don't know why I was okay with watching this at 15. I bought the oh. DVD. I was I watched it all the time. I think I was just obsessed with Mike Vogel and I just left his sweaty little tank top. I don't know what it was, but yeah. Even the actor who plays Morgan was it Aaron Johnson. Jonathan Tucker. Jonathan, Jonathan Tucker. Tucker. He's such a good actor too. Yeah, I was gonna say the scene where he has to put the gun in his mouth and his little bottom lip is quivering. I was like, damn, like that's intense. Dude, I've just seen him in a couple of other things he's done recently, and he's he still kills it. Like he's and he's so like Mike. If you would have saw him, he did this um this series where he was an MMA fighter or whatever. Uh-huh. But he's so ripped and just so cut. It's ridiculous. Like I, man's gorgeous. <laughs> I thought he was. You know the guy that plays um is it Kickass? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? I don't remember his name, but like he also played a uh, Quicksilver in the in the uh, Marvel movies. He's the one that. Like is married to a much older woman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in a is it Bullet Train? It just happened with um Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. He was the guy with the mustache. He's the one that plays British in that. Oh well, I thought that was him. <laughs> so oh, really, <laughs> I thought he was in this movie. I was like, is that the guy? But I don't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's just uh. Well, him younger, they definitely have that like kind of a similar ish look. But yeah, he he. I forget the name of the, the MMA uh, kind of like TV series. It was like on for a hot second, but good God, is he just cut. Um, it actually even has um, Nick Jonas in it too. Oh, this... isn't Nick Jonas gay in that movie, in that show? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I've heard of it. Yeah, because really, yeah, I'm sure it's like, a, a Jonas Brothers gay? It's like, this is great. So yeah, and that's the thing. Like Morgan is like quintessentially like every character in the 70s. So if you look back at all of it, I know I'm I'm totally derailing all of you because I know that we were like gushing over him, but I really <laughs> wanted to go over some of the trivia because I was like really excited today and I was looking. So everybody says inspired by true stories. We know the text Chainsaw Massacre is inspired by Ed Gein and a couple of other crazy people who like chop people up and he used to like murder women and then just put his body parts on himself. So it was also a Buffalo Bill thing. Like, he would walk around with their tits cut off on himself. Mm. Like, did we know this? Well, yeah, I think so. Because it's the psycho factor of it, because yeah, he dressed up as his mother because he had mother issues. Yeah, it was a very, yeah, which is also inspired. Um, he also used to put nails into his flames. groin as well, Ed Gein-wise. His, his groin. 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 There's no D in there. Groin. Not yet. Groin. groin. <laughs> anyway. there is a d there <laughs> <laughs> there is a d there a big capital d <laughs> i love how she doesn't say a word me you're just like he, he, he. <laughs> so she's john the innocent Le- one go ahead john, john lerquette who did the background narrative of the original it came back to do this one so I was actually very excited about that because, I mean, you know, you hear his voice and I think that's quintessentially, you know, texting to some like you hear his voice in the background and you know that that's him. So that's great. I love that he did that. Um, 
And obviously, like um, Erica Learshin, so we love her from The Blair Witch, but when she did her casting calls, she screamed so loud that people called the police because they thought somebody was dying. So uh, her scream, her scream is amazing. Like, especially when compared to yes. When they're all sitting outside of the van after um the detective, I call her detective, what's her name? Chloe. That's mm. not her real name, but when she blows her face off, um, when they're all outside screaming, because I mean, what do you do with somebody like how do you even react to that, right? And I love the reactions of everybody because the guys are worried about, oh my God, we've got well, Morgan's worried about the weed. Pepper's <laughs> worried about Jessica Beale, like Aaron, like being pissed off at him. And then um but Andy is just like, well, we need, we need, we, what are we going to, what, you know, we need the money. Like, what are we supposed to do? So like all of a sudden they're all sitting there and it's quiet. And then you hear her, Erica scream, Pepper scream, because there's brain matter and skull on her arm. Like just her scream. <laughs> oh my God. Like when you hear it, it gets you like it. Like it pierces through you. Do you think I Kipper just, was mad that his van got bloodied and his back window got shot out? I mean, a little yeah. bit. Well, yeah. That you have the van. Yeah. Isn't that your yeah. van? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, could you not have done that in my van? Could you just wait until he dropped you off? But that was the whole thing. <laughs> and that was like, that was the whole conundrum. Like, the first beginning of the film is that they don't want to just dump her body. But how I mean, they, they did. If they had just <laughs> they left did. her, they didn't dump her body yeah you know whose job that was it was uh what's her name saying we can't do that that's immorally wrong and they went on a track of death and mayhem it was the girls that wouldn't just leave it yeah but both of the women didn't want to do it because no that's terrible like she just fucking blew her head off like why yeah lance they're yeah. looking i know and look at you you're so callous. what oh my god also i don't understand why she blew her head off after she ex- obviously escaped from being murdered death killed her whole family was fucking slaughtered. Right. But why would you kill yourself? That doesn't make any sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you just survived a really horrific situation. How would you react to that situation? My thing is, it's like, how would you even know? I'd be stoked that I got away. <laughs> like, oh, like, okay. That's good. I'm with some normal human beings in a van trying to leave. And you know what? At some point, I might actually get some weed smoking going on. Because obviously, they have a plethora of weed. I'm in just a saying. Yeah, I in a so glad that that is your priority, sir. What? Your whole family is fucking slaughtered. The baby's taken. Everybody's dead. And yeah. the teeth are out. The cars are gone. And here and I are. made it alive. Oh. I'm excited. I am so excited that I have, I'm excited that I decided to pull, by the way, a revolver so, from my vagina. <laughs> by, well, the I mean, way, by the way he would not come back for us ladies and gentlemen so the rest oh, of no. us would be dead while he frolicked in the woods yeah Happy. with his pot pinata with his <laughs> pot pinata yeah. it's like, you want to see I that spent, scene I'd be I like spent, this yeah. <laughs> Mike I and I s- are hanging on mean hooks yep. while Lance lives his best life with his little pot pinata thank you yes. if I spent all that time and energy sticking a gun in my pussy I'm going to use it that's all right? I have to say. Yeah, but not on yourself. Yeah, but that's, how, but that's how bad you know that they treated them was that she'd rather die than go back. And it was the same theme with Andy. Andy wanted to die. He couldn't get off that hook and she couldn't lift him up. 
Yeah. And obviously Morgan was on the hook too, because he had that big gash in his back. So we know that they had hooked him up at some point. And it's like, oh my God, it's so sad. Like I like when you watch the old one, you're like, oh yeah, that's sad. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you survived that. Imagine if she survives that. She's not trying to kill herself after she got away. You know what I mean? That. Have you been I, in that kind of trauma? I, I mean, maybe. Has your whole family been slaughtered and your baby taken away? And now you can't you come back to, to life. <laughs> They're all dead. I mean, it is. Oh, really my good. God. Uh, that, yeah. You just got back from a European cruise. I'm sure that's how you feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carefree. I don't give a fuck about anybody. Let's do exactly. this. <laughs> your oh privilege God. is showing Lance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your disgusting yeah, white passing privilege is showing. I know he is passing. <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, they don't know I'm Hispanic. Yeah, sad, sad little Puerto Rican over here passing. Mm-hmm. All right, um, but so we have all this. So, but the biggest plot changes I think with this one, with the original, is that the family is not really. And this one, we we're talking about um, November, December. But in the remake, we don't really see them as cannibals. You don't I know think... they're they're cannibals until the prequel. It's implied, but it's not explicit. Well, the summary that. the summary says they're cannibals, so maybe they're just assuming because of the original movie. Because the original one, one, yeah. But I mean, it's Did also you... like, what are they doing with all those bodies? Like, it's not like Leatherface is just playing with them. It's well, they implied... also have setups. We have setups of of a of a butcher shop. I mean, with the hooks yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, those, are, those are all setups for definitely of some kind of meat keeping. Well, it's, it's implied, but it's not like yeah. the original where everybody sat at the table. We knew they were going to eat. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sally. So that, that I think that was the biggest difference because that scene and the old one, and I don't think they could ever, I don't think you could ever do that scene again. And today, like, how uh, could I mean, you ever do that scene? With it? I mean, you would definitely, it would definitely be like an R. It was 17, like I mean, so automatically. Just one scene. Is, <laughs> They're like, nope. When he's, when he's hitting her in the head with the hammer, oh my God, I can't even. Well, when so, he's trying to, he's like, uh, But he hits it enough and you hear, you hear yeah. the sound. Oh my God. The thump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and plus, and, and with the old one, it was so bad because if you watch the document, there's a documentary, I think, on, um, be right now with the, the t- chance of mass friendly actors talking about it like the fact all that food was there for weeks and it was rotting and it was disgusting and gunner hansen was sweating and it was gross and it was just it was the most disgusting like set and and thing to have to like deal with and funny enough with this one they didn't have enough money for fake cows so they had real cows hanging on the hooks of the meat factory and somebody had mentioned that Jessica Biel is actually a vegan, so she had to smell all those rotting cows hanging from the meat hooks while she was I mean, doing that. It just game. solidifies her veganism. Well, you know, there you go. Yeah. I mean, what was it? The gas station scene where like he's looking in there and it's all the flies and everything like that. And you see the you see the mold spores on the yeah. window. Like, oh my god, over the pig. Oh. Oh, disgusting. Uh. And I'm just like, you know, they don't have it because the old one, they're like, oh, let's Franklin's so excited about the barbecue. Uh, also, but I'm so happy when Franklin died. Am I the only one who cares that Franklin died? Like I was excited. Or oh no, no one liked no one liked Franklin. Fuck Franklin. 
But that's why I, mean, I didn't feel that way in this movie. Like I liked everybody, even Morgan. He was a pain season. in the ass. The honey crisp yeah. apple yeah. cardamom is nice. Yes, man. Yeah. Um. He. Cardamom. I thought that they were gonna make Morgan the Franklin character because their hair is similar, but no, he didn't. He mm. started trying to become like that jerk of the group, but then he backtracked. Well, and that's the thing is that I love the fact that Andy wanted to go back for Kemper. Like, I mean, there was, you could tell, I mean, you know, if we're talking about the difference between this one and the wrong turn, this film, you know that all these people are very close. And it, Pepper is a hitchhiker. They picked her up. Yeah. She's not even part of the friend group, but she just kind of seamlessly melted into it, right? And so well, I she, think because she's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she's normal making enough. out with Mike Vogel, and I would do the same. Why not? Who and wouldn't? So who wouldn't? Right. And so, like, I just feel like it's like so sad, like watching them all die. And I think that that's the problem. Like, not the problem. I think that's what is hard about watching this one is that. You don't want any of these people to die. Like you love everybody. You're watching them. And not only do they die, but they die in the most brutal, disgusting, especially Andy. Poor Andy. Pobre Andy. Poor Andy. Mm. Pobrecito. Like, oh my God. Just awful. And I just like, I don't know why the fuck I watched this movie so much when I was a kid. Why I, I have the DVD. And this is the thing, so I wanted to add into this. They have on the DVD is the, uh, the music video for the movie, which is a music video by Motorgrader. Don't you laugh at me. Don't you laugh at me, Mr. Ska, because I'm not talking to you. Um, a music video by Motorgrader, who is the front man for Five Finger Death Punch, which is Ivan Nitty. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's very uh, early 2000. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was still a child, and you were like buying your first house, so you know. <laughs> first house. <laughs> you know, the first of the five that you've had in your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I, you know, uh, the funny part though, I did always love the the part where Kemper is checking that room out because it's like a really cool uh, uh, misdirection. You know what I mean? Especially because you're thinking, you know. It may be Leatherface in the room and all like that. And then when the, the little charm falls off the doorknob and stuff like that, and then you, you, the door opens and then Leatherface ends up behind him. I always thought that was a really cool scene in this. Yeah, where it was like, like they were expecting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you knew it was going to happen and then everybody's like waiting for it, but you're assuming it might like happen from the forward angle of him. But when it comes from behind, I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah. goddamn, that guy's a big dude. How did he get behind you? Psych. He's yeah. actually the he's the second tallest. He's at six six foot five. He's the second tallest from the previous um other. Well, he's gotta be two something, right? Like he looked pretty he happy. he actually he survived. He 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 wanted to play this role, so he gained so much weight really? to get to 300 pounds. He was eating brisket and white bread just because oh, of 300 pounds. Very Texas. Just so he could yeah. play. <laughs> he was a uh... Researching Texas culture, I see. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Brzezinski. Yeah, Good so Lord. He, just he did top it off job. with some sweet tea. It's, seriously, I know. Oh, Almost and Florida. I, hate, <laughs> I and that's the thing. I live in the South, and I fucking hate sweet tea. It tastes like asshole. But anyways, 
Andrew Brzezowski could bless his heart. He wanted this role so badly. That's what he did. He he was got to 300 pounds. And he's a very menacing uh leather face because we've had leather faces like even the one from part four is not that no you know he had one of the and, best masks that i've ever remember in a texas chainsaw like well he takes faces from different people and this is why i always say that like leather face i feel like is so inclusive because he <laughs> is very like fluid right in the weirdest in the weirdest way yes he's all he's the king of inclusivity yeah he really is He's inclusive, you know. He's usually in drag, and good or, for him. Or, or wait, what would be the <laughs> other word where you take somebody else's likeness and you make money off it? What's that thing? The original AI. I don't know. Oh, oh no. deep, a deep fake. Yeah, <laughs> the original. Like, yeah, good for him. So you know, I just I I love Leatherface. I've never I've never looked at Leatherface as the enemy, and the, which is probably why I've never seen the one where he was with the one where. They show his background. I still never oh, watched that Leatherface. Yeah, that one I've never seen. I haven't, it. I haven't seen it either. I probably should watch it, but I, I, I think Jake, Jake told me what happens, and I'm like, I don't watch it. And then <laughs> it ruined it for you. Leave it to Jake to spoil it. And then there's another one. Um, but the other ones are fine. I just don't think that the um the newest one doesn't really showcase the cannibalism. Yeah, but neither this one problem. really. Well, they're like, it's enough that he kills people. Yeah. We don't need to have him eat them. But they have everything in the refrigerator because remember Andy goes in the refrigerator and he finds all the body parts. So before he like dumbly fucking knocks over the fucking refrigerator when he's pressed to be yeah. quiet. He probably, I know, that would oh, bless his heart. <laughs> I was like, you Ninja, know? you are not. <laughs> no. And he could have gotten out. Oh my God. And I kept thinking, Aaron, get a stool. But how would she have carried him out of there? He had no leg. What would they? Have done? Yeah, he's lighter. <laughs> she couldn't even get Morgan out alive, and that's the problem. Like she tried, bless her heart, she tried. But Did she got... though? She, she got the baby. Really she got the baby, and that was the saving grace at the end of the film. So she ends up saving the baby that was actually with the hitchhiker in the beginning. I don't know if it was her baby or her sister or what. But she was able to save, take the baby away from these psychopaths. But oh, were they the biggest the thing though? they were gonna no, they wanted the baby. Maybe they were. I don't know. But Jedediah, the little boy that looks mm. like one of the Culkin brothers. I don't know if he is. Anyway, <laughs> he was supposed to be killed. Actually, Leatherface kills him after um, he lets Morgan and Aaron escape. Leatherface oh. like brutalizes him, but they cut it. They cut that out because they thought it was too much. Well, it sounds like this movie could have been really good, and then uh, you know, censored people. It was, it's still very good without all of that. <laughs> but it, it could, could have been better. Yes, I mean, I think what I but they were they were like they knew it was too much. So you can't kill a little child like that. Like, come on. Really, I don't know. Well, get ready for Terrifier three. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like, like well, that's what I'm saying. this was the early two thousands. This is two thousand three. Mm. Lance, wow. I think you were in your thirties, so you remember. So. <laughs> Again, the only reason I would probably be about it. <laughs> the only reason why I would want to see Leatherface, the actual movie Leatherface, is um it's by the same writers as Inside, but they also made another movie that I didn't like. Oh, The Deep House. Um, The Deep House was not good. So. Okay. 
I want to see, and then Stephen Dorff is in Leatherface, and um, oh, Stephen Dorff. Oh yeah, he is. What's the lady's name from The Haunting and Conjuring? She plays Conjuring. Eleanor in The Haunting. Yeah, the the mother. Uh, I want to say it's not Lily Tomlin, but Lily. Uh, Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor. Yeah. So, anyways, mm. but either ways, oh. you're. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we should probably wrap it up because you have a really long episode to edit. Um <laughs> Yeah, I do. All right. Anyways, so with that, uh <laughs> nothing like is... three of us drinking on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's Friday night, we're having a good time. I <laughs> love this movie and I think that honestly I wanted to, I wanted to take some time with this film because I really do enjoy this movie and this is a movie from my childhood and I grew up with and I've avoided since because it is very like if you're easily triggered and you get upset then yeah this this one might get you but I think it's really like as a reboot goes is probably the best and most solid behind 2013's Betty Alvarez is um you know evil, evil dead, dead. Mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes it actually feels the same and honestly, if you want me to piss off our audience, if you're easily triggered and offended, don't what? watch horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go fuck yourself because we don't because have to that. <laughs> I, I I was telling people I don't really like uh trigger warnings, but I will tell you, I'm just gonna say trigger warning, not the specific trigger, but when evil lurks is a trigger warning. Mm. So that's enough for me to say oh if you're God, sensitive to some things, don't watch it. It is so good though. Yeah. I scream. I you don't even know how many times I scream. You wanna know how many times I had to stop it and finish it later? Three. Yeah, oh. no, I stopped it. I would pause it and just kind of the first time around. I stopped it because it was really gross and I was eating. The second time I stopped it because I was in bed and I was like, I don't want that to be the last thing I see at night. <laughs> so I had to finish it the next day in the daytime. <laughs> I so screamed. I screamed with the dog. I screamed. I screamed. Oh, that, I knew something. That's actually the and second then, time I turned it off. And then Stella, Stella gets up and starts barking. It's like a whole thing. And Dan comes running in. He's like, what happened? I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah. I look at Stella and be like, try it, bitch. Try it. I'm like, oh my god. Have you seen it, Lance? <laughs> no, not yet. But I'm no, he it. has access to it, and he keeps waiting for some Lance, odd reason. Lancelot Romero the Third. You need to watch it. We're doing a <laughs> Patreon episode on it. Exactly. I feel like All we right. should be doing a Patreon about a whole bunch of things. About my mm. whole what? <laughs> I exactly. exactly. <laughs> we'll mm. be having two this month. I'll send y'all invites. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are we doing so- Thanksgiving? For a Patreon, mm-hmm. not for Patreon, but we might have a special Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, Ooh, so we'll go see okay. on the twentieth. Yeah. Nice. Um. Okay. So Hello? with that, everybody, I hope you guys follow us. Like we had a great December, November to December, right? Is this the last one? Then, no. Technically, no. it's the, the second one. No. Okay. Just <laughs> kidding. Scrap that. So yeah, we hope you hated this month. Um, <laughs> We're only week two in. <laughs> Here's my best Jessica Beale impression ready. <laughs> Wait, you're not gonna do ah! I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, let me take my bra off next. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Throw the mud in. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
Sorry. I just want to remind everybody why I hate everybody. <laughs> so with that, um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on patreon.com slash slashers pod and support us monetarily or on Instagram, Facebook, slashers podcast, mutant guns from beyond both. And also you can follow Mikey at horror and half shell. You can follow Lance making weird. I don't know what you're doing. But... I think he's trying to flex. <laughs> yeah, you have skinny arms. So we're gonna have gonna to teach happen. you. We have to teach you um, how to flex later. Yeah, he can't do it. Um, <laughs> zombie versus hate. But if you follow him, you can't follow his band. And then um, on top of everything else, uh, don't forget. We are doing a special with our Patreon and also Revelable. So slasherspod.revelable.com if you want our coffee cans, dental dams. And if you want to support us monetarily on, on Patreon, if you're already a Patreon member and you guys want to follow us, I will send you something from the Redbubble. So if that is an incentive for you, please make sure you get your friends and your family and everybody to love us. And we She'll will send you her panties. Uh, mm. I'm not sending you my panties, but I will send you something. I'll send oh. you Mikey's panties. There Dan's panties. Everyone's Dan's panties. panties. Yes, everybody's panties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, please check us out on www.com. Oh <laughs> Shut up. I gotta go home. I'm home already. <laughs> <laughs> With that, folks, we hope With you have that. a wonderful second week of november yeah um, second week we'll come back with you next week with a real delicious treat hint mm. hint even though the movie sucks but we'll talk about that <laughs> later i wasn't there right. we know goodbye oh. and good oh it's every you're such a whore goodbye and, and good die all right, I hate all of you. Godiva. I love I I love and yet I hate all of you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>